Welcome to Testimony, a musician story. Heard at TestimonyStories.com and narrated by myself, Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started. The second half of Social Club is fun. Me. Talk to him, fun. Uh. It's like for some reason we got the recipe. It's social season, Fernie, baby, who's messing with me? Uh. Not the enemy, not no man. I promise that cats gas, but they go on land. I'm jumping out of y'all from out of space. I brought my ace more more churches out of space. My mom dressed from thoughts of Born Fernando Miranda, May 16th, 1979 in Caguas, Puerto Rico. Fernando is a middle child and has two sisters. When he was five years old, his family moved to Florida, where his dad pastors a church. A lot of pastors' sons, we always wanted to play an instrument in the church. We wound up doing so many things for the church growing up early. I, I used to play the drums. I still do play the drums at my dad's church and things of that nature. But, you know, you start doing that. Through that, I became musically inclined. And, and, and through that, I started getting more interested in music. And I wound up playing the trumpet in middle school. And from there, I wound up taking that to high school and, you know, and uh, just wound up doing real good with music and just played music. And, and, and I know it's, it kept me out of a lot of trouble in my early teens because I was always at band practice. My senior year... In high school, the University of Miami, he used to come, Mr. Mann, the band director for the University of Miami, used to come down every summer. He used to scout, you know, players to come and, and you know, volunteer for the band, Band of Iowa, University of Miami, you know, we used to come through and play. And I did that for a year, and um, I went and played for them, so I, I had the opportunity to play in the college level as a volunteer in the band. But I played in the actual band in actual live games, real games, um, ball games. We went to the Seminole, uh, to, to Doe Campbell Stadium. Back in 97, um, it was just real crazy. We had a lot of great opportunities. Like his rap partner, Marty, Fernando grew up in the church and had a very strong foundation. But unlike Marty, Fernando participated in extracurricular activities at school, was cool, and had friends. He had the social life Marty wanted. Fernando had all the tools to be a successful, positive influence to his community. And he chose to be the complete opposite. After being in church for 18 years, like when I was 18, like on that Wednesday of May 16th, whatever that year was, I left church. I stopped going to church that same year. I just started doing whatever I wanted. I chose that life on my own. You know, like I, I was already being introduced to Jesus Christ. I had already had that in my being and on my own, like being curious. I just decided to step out on my own and I got caught out there and continued to do music nevertheless, you know. So music was always still tied up in it, you know. But... You never have to just, it's crazy, I never really discussed it like this, but you never have to just grow up bad to become bad. Because I grew up real good, and, and, and for, whatever, for whatever reason, I decided to just step out and, and just put myself into that predicament that I did. I wasn't raised bad. I was raised under a good foundation, good, solid doctrine, you know what I mean? And I chose to go out on my own, and I became that drug dealer. I became that 
uh, dude who roamed the nights and was just trying to get my message out there in a vulgar way. I became that dude, you know, and it's it's just crazy. But like, nevertheless, it was still musically inclined, you know, not knowing that the Lord had a big plan for me. I mean, the roller coaster is crazy to go from playing in the church to playing in the marching band to, you know, just taking my life stories and, and just wound up being good at rap music and just started like showing those skills like early, like 11 and 12 years old, you know, start writing stuff and, you know, it was just crazy how the Lord took that and took it from, from the church. I went down to the pit, and now the Lord brought it back. So it's just an amazing thing. Meanwhile, I'm letting the record breathe. Okay. One week out, 10 piece, two is buzzing the streets. Oh, yeah. They know my message is simple, so when you hear my vocals, Listen. you hear the passion through the speakers, volviendo lo loco. Solamente estoy rapeando para cambiar el juego socio. Social club is the click, I'm sure somebody told you. Sure. I got it popping, but I know it's God's timing, though. Flip work when the prison play dominoes. Yeah. I make sure. Fernando went from the church to the streets, and the streets would eventually lead him to prison. I got caught for selling cocaine. I was using them as a rapper. I was always in the studio late nights and things of that nature, so I started using and then just to be able to have it, I started moving, and it was easy for me to access it at the time. So it was just crazy how easy it was for me, and the devil had a field day with it. I used cocaine, ecstasy, you know, marijuana, all of that. I was lost for like a decade just rapping, and I was doing stuff. I was doing shows, and, you know, I got signed to Sony Latin in 2005, right before I got arrested. I was doing stuff, but I just wasn't following through and completing everything because I was so focused on getting high all the time. So for the most part, I, I could get involved, and I would have stuff waiting for me, and I had great opportunities waiting for me, but I would never follow through. I wasn't responsible. I wouldn't show up to meetings because I was hungover. I was just stuck. I couldn't snap out of it because I always had the conviction remember I came from a solid foundation so a lot of the times which is the craziest thing that I always had the conviction when I would get high well I always had the conviction when I would do something crazy but you know you just you just going through that thing you know it's just I look back I'm like how could I be so negligent so crazy but I was caught up but I, I always knew who God was. I was always, because I remember, I gave my life to Christ as a young man before. So at the end of the day, I always had the conviction. You know, uh, it never disappeared. I don't know why. No matter what, I was like, yo, son, you're doing wrong. But I would just like try to be like, yo, just chill, just chill. It was like an inner battle was really good and evil. Like, I can tell you right now, I, I had that battle. It's crazy when I look back, <laughs> where the Lord brought me from. I never mess with these insecure girls. Yeah, everything I wanted in this world And our friends call us crazy and my ex hates on her But she don't really care cause she knows how I feel She told me that she loves me, I just hope that it's real uh, I told her everything gon' be fine Just give me your heart and you I can keep mine question, uh. girl What do you see in me? Don't have nothing to give you I can't be a superman It may seem like forever in 2005, Fernando was arrested for drug charges. He had two years of court proceedings, and before he went to prison in 2007, he rekindled an old relationship with a woman he now calls his wife. When we spoke, it was just like old times, you know? Like, it was just 
real candid, and, but we were able to speak real comfortably, and it, it felt like old times, and, and we were able to spark the flame. When I went to prison, we weren't married. We were engaged, but she waited for me three years. And then when I came home that same Monday, we went to the courthouse and got married. She used to come see me every Saturday, Sunday, like clockwork. I got to give her that, man. You carry an ID card, and on that ID card, you can buy your groceries in prison. They have a canteen where you buy groceries. And there wasn't a day, you know, she didn't make sure that I was taken care of. I know this sounds crazy, like she shouldn't have to take care of me, but like she, in in that moment of vulnerability, in that moment uh, that I was going through in that season, she took care of me. My parents took care of me, my sisters and brothers took care of me, but she took care of me in a special way. So I look back and I just got to really salute her because a lot of women would have ran. A lot of women wouldn't have been able to do it, you know, and uh, I just got to give thanks to the Lord for my lady. So, And now we have a two-year-old daughter, Camilla. He took those three years in prison and focused on renewing himself through God. Most part, I mean, I, I mean, you have to sober up. I ain't gonna lie, there's drugs in prison, but I made a conscious effort to sober up. The Lord met me there. No matter how hard it was and no matter what, the Lord gave me the grace to be able to just go through that. I remember just going through it and you feeling it while you're going through it. Like you got to work, they work you crazy hours, all this kind of stuff. But for the most part, I came from a respectable home. I had discipline, even though I wasn't displaying it. But when it's crunch time, like when... You just you remember everything. When you put in a position that you have to tighten up, you either go to prison, you're gonna act crazy, or you're gonna tighten up. You know what I'm saying? It's either gonna change you or it's gonna change you. You know, so I made a conscious decision to let prison change me for the better. You know, I know I had to be there for three years. I wasn't going to get worse. I made it a conscious decision to follow Christ, to read books, to make sure that my prayer life was in order, to pray way more, like morning, afternoon, and night. Every single day, constantly praying, like you never knew what was going to happen. I mean, I ain't going to lie, I had it pretty good. You know, I was pretty safe where I was at. It was dope, you know, considering that I had to be in prison. And I speak it so clearly because I look back at all the relationships I made there since I put myself there. You know, I can remember that I made genuine friends and, I, and we've seen souls come to Christ in prison. So I look back and I'm like, Lord, you know, you took the time. You know, I look at it like going to college for me, not for everybody, but for me, it was like that. Fernando was released February 6, 2010, and God was ready to use him to glorify his name through music. I come out, and my sister is uh, already hooked up with this radio station. She's cool friends with this guy named Jay Blaze, DJ Jay Blaze. He's down here in Miami. And, you know, when I came home, she wanted me to do the right thing. They all wanted me to rap. Everybody knew I was going to rap. But they, they didn't know how, they didn't know how, like, they didn't know how I was feeling about it yet, because I never told nobody. When I was coming home from work release on my furloughs, I was doing some freestyles with my brother and stuff like that, but I wasn't sure what I was going to do yet. So when I came home, like, that first weekend, she she called me and she's like, hey, I want to take you to this radio station. I want to introduce you to this DJ. I was sitting there at the radio station, they're playing Owl City. On, it was, like, number one on their top. 18 countdown or top 10 countdown it was our city uh fireflies and i told him hey man you know I'm trying to get back and do my thing and, and and i told him i would do a remix to fireflies i would rap i would rap on it and <laughs> and he's like yo you'll do it send it to me i'll play it sure enough i did and that was like my first song on the radio 
and it would play all the time on FNF Live. I used to crack up. I couldn't believe it. When I look up at the sky, way past the sun, see the twinkle in my eye. The games have begun right around the same time. Night drops on the earth, fireflies outside. I'll be spotting them first in the world like hours. Who would ever think that we'll build up towers or push up flowers? Everything is not what it seems, bro. I'm telling you. When I go to sleep, I see things through a telescope. All around the world, same song, different. Testimony. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Connect with Testimony and Musician Story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com. Bernie was doing his solo thing and then hooked up with this kid with a similar upbringing, but a totally different life story and personality. How I met Marty, I came home, I met Jay Blaze, I started getting to the music game, shooting him songs, he started putting them on the radio, and then I started hearing about Marty Marr. I was the spamming king, I started spamming my links, so we had a good product. This is what I felt, you know, and then come come to find out the people felt the same way. Jay Blaze loved it, they played it, people reached out to me, and I reached out to Marty, for him to listen to it. And he listened to it. He thought it was dope. He was working on a project. My brother was uh, doing some engineering. We linked that together. And my brother mixed and mastered his uh, his Please Don't Make Me Look Bad mixtape. And he asked me if I wanted to do something. So I wrote a hook and a verse. And the rest is history, man. That song is called Please Don't Run Away. How come the cross I bear is considered a contradiction? Because wow. I do the type of music themed over the head of Christians. I hear it all the time. Fern, get your act together. Get right. But all I seem to think about is God and life forever. Yeah. One life you can live it responsibly or neglect it. But either way, you go and pay for your actions. Uh-huh. So Jesus say he's the way plus the truth in life. life. Believe that peace that overcomes your life. Please Don't Run Away, I Love You off Marty's Please Don't Make Me Look Bad mixtape was the first song they did together, but not the last. I was up a friend after that little mixtape that I did. It was like something where I was like, man, you are, you're good. I was actually thinking, you can do the song and I'll just do a verse. <laughs> and then and that's why most of the songs, it's like I started and he does the rest of the song because I felt like it wasn't that good. It was like, hey, let's do something and let's work something together. And we always were like, hey, we're solo artists, but we're together. And eventually people liked our group. So we kind of stuck with it. And eventually we're like, hey, Social Club, that's what it is. We're no longer solo rappers. We're the odd couple, and the odd couple just worked. But we cover so much ground. He, like, he's 26. Man, I'm an older dude. I'm 34. But that 26 and that 34 come, covers so much ground. Where he comes in, and he's actually dealing lyrically with the problems of today. And I'll come through like an OG, like a wise soothsayer. And I give you hindsight. I was already there. I could tell you what I went through. I could tell you, hey, maybe don't go that way. It's just a crazy thing. I just know that God got his hand on it. We wouldn't have gone this far without God's hand on it. You know, we're doing our thing and it's cool and all that, but we know that God's taking us somewhere great and we're just going to let him do it. We're just going to let him do it. In 2011, Social Club was officially formed. 
The group grew a crazy amount of followers in a short period of time by releasing free songs and albums like SGMGWP, which stands for Social Club Misfit Gang Wolf Pack, and the Misfits album. Thousands of young people across the country are calling themselves misfits, and some are even tattooing the word on their bodies. Having that great of influence on a group of souls can be a huge responsibility for anyone, especially for two guys who are semi-new to the game. But I'm so surprised I wasn't supposed to live this long. I'm happy by myself, dark summer nights, smiling faces at the party, all in disguise. I'm hanging by myself, we call it suicide. You only live once, that's how I chose to live this life. It's a crazy responsibility and it's brand new to us, but I'm going to tell you this really important to us. We discuss it all the time to make sure that we point these these young guys to Christ, these young girls to Christ. So it's definitely like the main thing on our plate. It's not that I'm a role model, but I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm a role model, but I know that I am. You know what I mean? So I, t- I, I do it. I, I try my best to live out exactly what I'm talking about. You know, I love Jesus Christ, and that's the life that I'm striving to live right now. We're artists, and we know that there is ministry attached to our art form. But at the end of the day, I also be the first to send you to your pastor, to send you to your youth pastor. People hit us on the DM all the time and ask us the craziest stuff, and we're like, listen, you really need to go see your pastor immediately. We, we, we know that it's not up to us. We're not qualified to give out personal advice, medical advice. Like these kids call us with the, with, they, they hit us up with the craziest things that they got going on, man. It's really messed up out there. Like what you're hearing so far? Check us out at TestimonyStories.com. That's TestimonyStories.com. Where you can hear content for you and about you. Everyone has a testimony. Yeah. Everyone, Everyone has, has a testimony. testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Social Club is independent, and even though they have six labels currently trying to sign them, they prefer to stay independent. The guys do their own marketing, graphics, and have a team of producers and engineers. They design and sell their own merchandise, as well as book their own shows. So in March 2013, the dudes finally put out an album that wasn't free, the Rejects EP. Rejects debuted top 10 iTunes and rap, and even had billboards trying to figure out who these cats were. The song Grey Song is about homosexuality in church. As the song opens, Marty whispers the words, I'm sorry, God. 
It told me hate the sin and you better love the sinner Because God loved you even before the beginning uh, The Bible said he loved us way before we even knew But people hate each other cause the sin we're going through uh, And people call themselves Christians But God hates fags written all over the pickets uh, We play the Holy Spirit and judge people because of the way they sin different Social club will always be the difference yeah. I have gay friends and I'm not ashamed to say it uh, And I love them like Christ did and people are gonna hate it uh, They know what I believe in and they might not agree But I stand as living proof Like what God did to me yeah. I saw pornography Before I was just a teen Although I slipped up It's by His grace I'm free yeah. And thank God for leaders That never gave up on me yeah. Without the grace of God Who knows where I would be yeah. I screwed up teen In a youth group full of kids Nobody spoke to me The first time I ever went uh. So instead I smoked weed With a couple of my friends uh. I know I'm not like them But I know I can't pretend I can't I remember watching something where somebody was saying something like homosexual, they are murderers, something like that. And like, they went off. And I remember hearing this and just putting my mouth shut and feeling like, this is how the church feels. Like, it makes us uncomfortable talking about it. And I feel like before homosexuality, there was divorce. The, the church body was afraid of divorce and it was like, it was a touchy subject. And if you were divorced, you were an outcast or, you know, like it was such a touchy subject. And now for our generation is homosexuality. I don't know what the next generation will deal with, but I plead your blood over my sins and the sins of my nation. And uh, Isaiah prayed that when I wrote that song, I felt like that. I was like, Lord, forgive us, like forgive us for thinking this way. Forgive me for when I, when I first, uh, when I didn't have contact with people who were homosexual or, or people who just love different genders, like I was very uncomfortable because I didn't know anything about it. And after a while, I, you know, working in my company, they became my friends. They became people that I talked to every day, people I have taught, people I have deep conversations with. And I realized that I don't know why homosexuality or being gay is something that we focus on in the church, but I feel like we focus on it so hard that people like almost out the sin. Like, we make such a big deal about it. Like, in Christianity, we have, like, levels for sin, it feels like. We compare, you know, okay, he stole something to something where it's like, ah, oh, it's, it's bad, but it's not, he didn't kill somebody. Then the next, hey, he didn't rape somebody. Oh, he's not this. And we have, like, different levels to sin when God does not believe that. God doesn't say, hey, you've, you're in this corner, and then you're in this corner. But God gives us grace, overwhelming grace, that says, no matter what you've done, no matter how you feel, I'm available for you. And I love you. And whatever made you, whatever the root of that is, I'm going to love you. And I'm for you and I'm here. We're all sinners at one point. There's no point for us to judge and to say, you know, one sin is worse than the other when we all just embrace. When in actuality, we're just called to love. We're, we're, like the Holy Spirit has to do his thing. God has to do his thing. Jesus did his thing. Now, our job is to do is to love. And Fern talks about his verse having an uncle who was homosexual and, you know, giving his life to God right on his deathbed after getting AIDS. And so Solomon talks about, we need your grace. And where would I be without your grace? Where would, you know, you be? Where would I be? Fern was in prison. Where would he be? I was the guy who wanted to kill himself and hated myself. And if it wasn't for his grace, 
I wouldn't be here. Before most of their tracks, they have a woman boast the phrase, social club is the best. That coupled with some of their lyrics has brought them some criticism and accusations of being prideful. And now I'm killing it, we killing it. Social club, misfit gang, the whole team is ridiculous. Don't try to jump the bandwagon, you ain't catching up. Plus we really love the Lord, that's what the difference is. You can't assume. People are just making assumptions. They're they're behind their they're behind their computer and they're just like making assumptions, you know. And, and I look at it and I, like I said, there's many levels. You got to see where they're coming from now. If they were dignified and they actually make themselves shown and they have like arguments to make with research and things of that nature, I'm more than happy to talk about it. You know what I mean? But if you're just making assumptions and you're just mad because you see it's coming up so fast, you can't understand it. Like you don't understand the methods, but you don't even take time to hear the music, but you still make your your assumptions then that's where we have the, the little the little qualms and the little quarrels. But at the end of the day, we're not here for that. We're here to make music to glorify the King of Kings. We're here to get the children that are lost. We're here to help them and give them a conversation piece to their friends so they won't be like, hey, I don't think this is hot. We just, we got to be real. We know the kids are that, you know, we know that they are like that. They're, they're, it's really like that. They hear it. If they don't like it, that's it. You know what I mean? But the thing, without, the thing about us and the thing about Social Club, when you listen to our music, you actually hear the substance in there. You know what I mean? I, I would bet to differ that it's not there. It's, I mean, it's there. In the beginning, they used to think that it wasn't there, but I look back and I'm like, were well, you guys just skimming through the records? Because I listened to all the records. I listened to all of them. I'm like, what are you talking about? You come to our show and the sound just just gets obliterated and there's absolutely no microphones working and me and then Marty starts preaching and then we do a 15 minute sermon and then there's an altar call then those people after you see that then they can consider to, to try to say the things that they said again we're having people get saved at these concerts the Lord is definitely being glorified in this work they say firm why you go so hard I tell them I have no choice best till I have no voice it's a social club voice I'm doing the will of the father my brother be proud of me that I'm not proud of my brother the enemy love when I'm out of my brother the reason the reason I'm even alive so my voice is an instrument I raise it up to the glory of God well it's my way to be intimate with him I told him more that I'm in it the winner don't like this eternal the boards are infinite inside there's a prison outside there's a prison it all just depends on the way that you live Testimony. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony, and we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Download the podcast of Testimony and Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com. A musician's story. Used to be blind, but now I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. I used to be blind, but now I see. With the song Double Dip, they based the entire concept around making a music video. Show leave with a bit of love, yeah, that's how we do it. I'm right here, I 
how you doing? I'm just living, I'm just doing me, chilling, cooling, you know, steez. But God is awesome, I gotta tell you, my God is awesome. I stand in awe of him so high, I feel like endorphins are in my system. I Double dip from Seinfeld again. You double dip the chip. When you dip, you can't dip again, because then you're putting your whole mouth in the dip. Just let's make a song that when we do the music video, it can be like flavor in your ear. You know, like they used to have with black and white with Biggie, and he's like, flavor in your ear. And it's like it's like a bubble camera, black and white, and, you know, Busta Rhymes is going nuts. And it's just funny. Like, that's what we wanted to do. And we're just kind of like, write a verse about your life right now, and that's it. And put it on the song, and it kind of just came all together. It's kind of funny how it happened. Remember that movie Holes? Well, the slow-tempo, inspirational song, Fade Away, features one of the actors, Cleo Thomas. See things change for the best, isn't that what they say? Live life, no regrets, but kept the pain stored away inside me. I noticed people just like me, that I'm falling away, man, ain't nothing the same. But who can I blame besides me? Oh, the things that you say make me fade away. made a good little living out of making movies and, and he also does music on the side and we have a mutual friend through D-Flow and through, through another friend of ours and um, we made it happen, you know, and at the end of the day we look at our music like ministry too, not only to minister to Christians, but to be able to collaborate and build a network with other people. We're going to wind up seeing him soon. We're going to wind up actually getting to talk with him and, and, and chop it up and, and, and these are opportunities we get to create through music to be able to deliver the gospel in a personal way. So, you know, that's how I look at it. You know, a lot of people be like, how did, how'd you guys do that? I'm like, why did God do that? You feel me? Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician story. This has been a Brown Theory production and an 83 Media production. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. The whole point of everything we do is for the kid or the woman or the person who just doesn't feel like they fit in. It just feels like, man, I am weirder than everyone else. Like everyone else has it together and I don't. Like that 1%, that's who we're trying to reach.